Hello and welcome to this edition of Ocean Stories, uh, the podcast about um, stories from the islands and from the islands of the Pacific. This is my guest today is uh, Ruth Konaika. Ruth is a good friend of mine from uh, our university days. We actually know her as Sister K, uh, married to uh, Isi Konaika. That's what we call brother and sister K. But uh, today I'm going to call her Ruth. Is that okay, Ruth? That's fine. Thank you, Sai. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for agreeing to come on. And uh, let me begin by saying that I was really, really impressed with your, with that, um, the writings that, uh, that showed up in that on that website about your your travel writer, right? You know that you travel around in the islands, especially. And uh, tell me, tell me, how did that come about? How did you start doing that? And then, uh, what has been like for you the, doing that uh, that writing uh, as you? It's most like a blog as we do it now, right? Of your all the experience that you have in the islands. Well, I have written for uh, a few different uh, travel um, uh, blogs, and this is one that I wrote um, uh, for my blog. But I thought I would share it on Facebook, and that's where you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I, 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 when I lived in Hawaii, I wrote for um, Beyond Honolulu yes, yes. and uh, a couple others uh, that were really fun. And I enjoy, I've had the opportunity to travel a lot and live in some of these places. So that's what I, I like to write about. And then, uh, are you there? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then this 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 magazine that you wrote on this online magazine, what's called Meridian something, right? I think I saw it there, and then it was just I, I didn't even know that that you wrote for this for these blogs and for these things, and then when I read, I said, "Wow!" I was very impressed. I was very impressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I have been writing for different publications online, and uh, right now I'm writing on a uh, blog called, um, it's on smarterparenting.com. Right. And, and I continue to write for them now. Every month I write articles for them. But it's not about traveling, it's about being a parent. So. Yes. So how did, how, did, how, did the, how did it come about, the ideas? Is it something that you just sit down or when you read or when you travel? How do you, the ideas that you write about, you know, what, how did that come, how do you do that? How do you come up with the ideas? Um, I've always kept a journal and uh, I have uh, made books out of my journals to give to my children so that they don't forget. Right. Um, you know, our experiences. Sure. And so a lot of those ideas come out of there, but um, I don't know. It'll just, uh, it it's a way of sharing my life with others because a lot of people, like when I came back to America, people have no idea, like, what I think like. You know, uh, I'm a totally different person than before um, I went to the islands. Wow. So... And a lot of them, they can't understand the way I think. And so, so I thought, well, if I write it down and they read it, maybe they'll understand me uh, and the way I think now. 
because of my experiences is totally different <laughs> for them. And then I feel like I have something in common with them yeah. rather than totally different. Yeah. It's something, it's something to write about it while you're sitting here in the comfort of our fireplace. And, but there's something else to be there on the island writing about it. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 yeah. That's why I wrote, when I was in the islands, I wrote a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and so I kept my journal there. And then when I came back, I, I write stories from, from my, um, my experiences there. So my children don't forget too. Yeah, and how's that been? Uh, how's that been? Uh, how did they receive it? Your kids now and your grandkids, how have they received your stories as they? Yeah. Did? Well, uh, one thing is my own parents were, you know, had a hard time understanding me when I came back, and um, when when they read the stories, they said, "Oh, you've been through quite a bit, you know, you." <laughs> You, you've had quite some experiences and, and then they see me from a different light. Right. And my children um, and my grandchildren, we, we like to read stories to them when we have family home evening together. Yeah. And, and they, they love the stories and, and, you know, they said, really that happened, you know, and, <laughs> and they're so surprised and it's a really fun time for them. And, and now some of my grandchildren are going to go to Tonga yeah. uh, and have the experience themselves. And so it kind of prepares them for what they're going to see. Sure, sure. Man, that's... Although things have changed a little bit since I was there. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand perfectly. I've been there. I, I love that island. Now, when you were there, you were, quote unquote, you're a white girl, right? You, well, you're pretty, you're vulnerable. You know what I mean? You're pretty... This is me. This is how I see things. You know what I mean? You're telling the whole world how you feel and how you see things. Have you seen any reaction from other people about that? Um, yeah, when I went there, I was a minority, you know, and so um, they, they treat um, what they call palangi <laughs> or haoli in Hawaii. They treat us uh, differently oh. and uh, they, they, a lot of them stare at you and, and you feel, yeah, vulnerable all the time because, right. you know, people are watching every little thing that you do. Right. And they're curious. <laughs> a lot of, of the little children there have never seen a white person right. in some of the villages that we went to, they'd sit and I'd be sitting in the car and they'd be staring at me through the window and just they just keep staring and I felt very uncomfortable but that's just how it was anybody with different with blue eyes or a different blonde hair they stare at you but 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 for you Drew then and for both of you really for you and uh, Isi you knew what you get yourself into you know you jump in knowing exactly uh, you know maybe not what to expect but you knew what you'll get yourself into does that make sense um, yeah, I, I guess I thought I did, but my, I didn't realize that, uh, in some of the places we went that I'd be the only white person there, you know, and, um, and, and, uh, the, the thing is that they look at 
um, interracial marriage is uh, kind of they look down at you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, although in Tonga, they they figure if you can marry a white girl, it's you're marrying up. But <laughs> on the other hand, if if you marry a, a brown person in America, it's the opposite. And so right. I have fe- I have felt prejudice in both ways. Okay. Right. And um, uh, when we lived in Hawaii, I had a lady, I'll never forget her look when she saw that we were married. Right. You're an East. Yep. It, uh, you can just see the like shock in their face. Like, wow. what did you do? You know, <laughs> yeah. don't you realize what you did? I know because interracial marriage was, not very long ago was was against the law and and um so it's no wonder why some of the older people are like that yeah um it's changed so much now over the years as we as you know yeah it's changed a lot and uh, but even when we first came to live in america my children um were mistaken for different races yeah. and uh and they felt some prejudice here in utah right um and i think it's still here a little bit but not nearly as bad as it used to be yes yes and uh it's i've always said it's not that the intentional it's just that it's they've never seen it before you know some of these people in utah they've never traveled out of right the area and then uh-huh. uh that's the thing, but back into your back into the stories that you write, that you and all the journals and all the writings that you do that you do in the island. And are there other people that are using those stories other than your family, other than outside your own family circle? Are there people that are using those stories to, um, you know, know to perpetuate yeah, the culture, um, tell their kids what it's like? The people that read the blogs sometimes they'll comment and say that they really appreciated the stories because. You know, they um, they had a similar experience going to another place and uh, being prepared for that and, and learning about different cultures and traditions, and it helped them. And so that's why I, I continue to do it. I think it, it does help other people be aware yeah. of what other countries are like. Yeah. You know, and even Hawaii, I, 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 when we lived in Hawaii, I had a culture shock myself. And even that's part of America. Really? Yeah. Um, in, in Hawaii, because the Hawaiian, the native Hawaiians feel like we took their land. Yeah, of course. Them, right. Yeah. And, and so some of them uh, didn't like the fact that I was there. And yeah. they would say so. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that, that was a real shocker for me because I thought, this is America, but yet yeah. they don't, uh, you know, they don't think of um, some of the people there. They don't appreciate that the Howleys came and took their, their land. Yeah. Well, and we don't say that much in Laia because of the prevalence of the church influence in, on, the, on the North Shore, right? But you travel, right, out, of, right. travel out of Laia onto the other side of the island, you feel it. I would That's great, true. You know? Yeah, that's all they talk about. That's, it seems to be the flagship of of that of that thought, you know, which is uh, which is interesting. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And go ahead. Even in Tonga, um, I think 
they have the same thing now with the Chinese people. Uh, there's a lot of Chinese coming in and, and they take over the, the businesses and the jobs and stuff like that. And uh, so they're having, uh, this is what I saw when we just went a couple of years ago, right. that a lot of the businesses are now run by Chinese. And so they're kind of resentful that these people are coming in and taking over what they could make money off of. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like Fiji, like <laughs> the Indians in Fiji, you know. Yeah. It just it just says, you know, um, as you know, you I have a special feeling for for Easy as you as you know our history, uh, back in Fiji, how he came about. And then I will right. talk to him someday. But what's been like what's been like for him? You know, for him, what do you as somebody who's close to well, you married to him, how how's it been a reaction for him as far as marrying this white girl coming to Tonga? Um, you know, uh, well, <laughs> uh, the, his family, you know, left it up to him and to marry me. And then right. when I came back, I, when I first went there, I was very skinny and, and they say, Oh, why are you doing this skinny little, uh, you know, young girl over here and marry her and, you know, why don't you? You marry someone that's bigger and, you know, and so they made fun of me, but, uh, and then like, I'd go out in the sun and I'd get all sunburned and get, you know, wow. and, and, wow. and I wasn't used to like, uh, for example, Isi's father came to our house and he kept looking in the kitchen for, uh, you know, food because the Tongan women, they pre have food prepared all day long. All the time, yes. And, 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 and I just fixed for our meals, just enough for me and Isi, you know, and my dad, uh, my, my father-in-law thought that I was a really bad wife, you know, wow. for not having food ready all the time, you know, <laughs> and I, that was something that was shocking for me. Yeah. Because uh, in America, you fix, you know, three meals a day, you don't have food all the time, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, and and a lot of his family, they they were really nice, and uh, his mother was super uh, welcoming and everything. And when we take our children to stay with them while we went out on a, a date or something, yes, she, she would like sew a whole new outfit for my kids, and while the the dorm children. Uh, students would take my my kids around for a walk and oh. she'd sew for for them you know they come yeah. back with a whole new outfit and i'm like wow yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was i had different reactions from different people but she's such a beautiful person by the way her sister you know the the older sister Kongaika, you know louisa yeah every time we have a chance to meet with her uh, you can tell you know especially that story about their family coming to new zealand and oh you know that yeah, they, uh, that faith the story that they have it's just yeah a wonderful lady you know well they're they were a wonderful couple and i used to be afraid of isi's father but then when they went on a mission to new zealand and came back he was like a whole different person and treated me very nicely and he'd speak to me in english before he wouldn't and uh, yeah so it was a, a different and and i think it was hard for Isi in a lot of ways, but he didn't know that I would have such culture shock, you know? Yes. And, and 
the other thing was he would go kava party. Uh, wow. Maybe you didn't know this, but uh, when we first went there, he just thought it was okay to go to kava party like every weekend and stay up all night, you know, and and that would really get me upset because I had a baby and I was pregnant and and he would just go on with his friends and then he was useless, you know, to me helping me. But uh, <laughs> but um, he he uh, progressed very well in Tonga and was very well respected. And I tried to be a good wife and help him in all of his callings and that. So a lot of things I hid and I'd, I'd write about it rather than tell people about it, you know, or complain about it. So in other words, you, did, a, you didn't give up. It was a pretty learning, uh, stiff learning curve for you, for both of you, really. Yeah. Oh, I I nearly gave up a, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but we promised each other when we got married that um, we knew it was going to be difficult. But no matter what, we would make it happen. We would stay together no matter what. So uh, that that was um, yeah. We always went back to that, even when we disagree on a lot of things yeah yeah it was just amazing now about the, with the kids how, how did they uh, you, you said coming to hawaii for them there was kind of uh, a shock as well they, they 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 have to learn as well right the kids oh yeah um i i think that coming to hawaii was culture shock for them in a lot of ways uh they they weren't used to freeways and um and some of the kids would beat them up or, you know, be bullies. Yeah, yep. And, <laughs> but I was happy that they uh, were able to um, get used to it and not have any big major problems. Uh, and I was happy that they'd been taught in Tonga in the British system, the education system. Yes. I, I was kind of worried about that, but I think, they have a very good fundamental education right. in Tonga, in the British system. So they had to learn new uh, English words, some new English words, but they had a very good foundation in math, all of them, because math is a big thing in Tonga. Oh, yes. All those math so, from Tonga, yep. <laughs> all of them did really well in university. They all graduated from university. Yes. Oh, I, I know all of them. I know all your kids and, uh, you know, Greg to Joel and uh, Milani and all those good family kids. And they they turn out great. You know, they're raising their own families and doing their own thing now. But uh, if you yeah. ask them, would, would they say they're Tongan or would they say they're American? What, 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 what do you think? Um, I think they prefer their Polynesian side. Okay. And sometimes that hurts me, but <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you, forgot <your laughs> you forgot your wife, right? Yeah. Uh, but I've learned to deal with that. Well, that's okay, because they'll, they'll say all their tongue. I think so my kids, my kids will say they're Fijian, you know what I mean? Even though they have Utah, you know, pioneer <laughs> blood in them. <laughs> yeah, they're from the pioneers, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. for you, do you miss the islands as now that you live in, in Hawaii? Is this writing that you're doing? Is, is it a way for you to like reminisce and remembering the good times that you have over there? 
Yeah, um, I did have some really great times in Tonga, even though I had difficulty, but I loved going to the beach. There are beautiful beaches over there. And uh, and uh, and Liahona campus was a great place to live. Um, then when we lived in the mission home in uh, Sopu right. in Tonga, that was a beautiful home. And um, we got to be around the missionaries all the time. And that was probably the best time of our life was when we were living there yeah and so if you if you ask my husband and I when was our very best time of our marriage it would be when we were on our mission in Tonga wow wow <clears throat> and even for the kids because they were they loved the missionaries and um, all of them went on a mission too I think because they had been exposed so much to the missionary life and um and loved them all, you know. You mentioned you mentioned in your article that I read, you know, you said even though you know Isi was getting paid well, but you still struggled with the you know with the with stuff with your resources. Uh, expound on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because I married a Tongan and we went back to Tonga, I was treated. We were paid as Tongan, um, okay. which was less than expatriates. Right. If an expatriate, a male or woman, got a job at the the school, they would get paid more than the Tongan local, you know, the Tongans that came back. And um, so, so sometimes that kind of bothered me, you know, a little bit. And uh, like when we'd go shopping together, I'd go shopping with the wives of the expatriates, and they could buy. They could buy so much more than I could, you know, but um, yeah, that was kind of, uh, that was a learning experience for me. It was very humbling. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing about Tonga too, that you have the, you know, at least the crops, the you know, the breadfruits, the yams and the pigs running around, at least you can have some, some of those. Yeah, but we didn't live on a farm. We lived on campus, so we didn't yeah. have, I get, we did grow a garden, you know, but for vegetables and stuff like that but yeah. like then, for meat and that we had to go buy our own at the store we didn't have a farm to raise chickens although we had chickens all over but um <laughs> you know yeah. you need the alarm to, to wake you up in the morning with all those uh... yeah they always wake they 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 <laughs> crowed all day long <laughs> Oh my God! Your kids, your grandkids, especially, must be having a good time reading all your stories and all the things that are that uh, that happened. Did this really happen? Did this really happen? Yeah, they. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, well, someone was trying to call, but um, yeah, they loved they love uh, Tong. They love being uh, Polynesian, and I'm glad for that because I. I admire a lot of the cultures and traditions they have, um, and they're very res- respect in Tonga, which I think is lacking a bit here with the kids. Yes. Um, yeah, because uh, but in Tonga, because it was in a monarchy, uh, you had to be respectful to the to the king and queen and the, you know the nobles. Yeah. <clears throat> So they learned respect when they were young and they still have that respect. But then I see in the grandchildren, uh, 
a lack of respect that that their parents had and i i kind of get hey don't talk like that <laughs> right right now now is if you go back now what would you do differently now as you if if you happen to you know do this all over what would again? i do differently <laughs> oh i don't know if i would act. <laughs> I, I don't know if i could live there um again yes. um i i think that i i'm glad for the experience yes. but i'm i'm a utah girl at heart and yes. <laughs> so i did really love hawaii i think i could live in hawaii because you have the best of both worlds there right. um but the problem with hawaii is it's so expensive for everything yeah. that we couldn't live there because we having worked for the church our most of our married life we don't have uh, extra money to even buy a house in hawaii you know?